Amen. Take your Bibles tonight, please. Turn to the book of Luke. In Luke chapter 21. Uh, find that place, if you would, please. I, uh, I had two thoughts in mind tonight, but I want to go to Luke chapter 21 first. And then we'll come back to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 21, I'm beginning to read verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth and for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them a parable, Behold the fig tree and all the trees, where they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves, that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. For I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will help us, Lord, that when we see things taking place on this earth, that it reminds us, Lord, to pray, even so come Lord Jesus. Because it seems like the devil just gets more control all the time. But we are encouraged in thy word. Bless us tonight now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One thing we got to be thankful for, Pelosi looks like she's going to be gone. So... Some of them elections last night, I got to looking at them, and I just cannot believe that people's voting for like they did, but God's still working. And I don't get discouraged when I see things happening anymore. I used to get real down because I couldn't, I cannot believe that people is as stupid as they are when it comes to uh, having people rule over. And, uh, it, it used to really bother me until I uh, was reading this portion of Scripture, and one day I read this portion says, Look up, your redemption draweth nigh. A lot of people got all excited about the blood moon the other night, and they're talking about this portion of Scripture. A sign of the time, Jesus is coming. Well, if you study the Scripture, you understand the signs of the time is during the tribulation period, just about all of them is mentioned. We're to be looking for Jesus all the time. Amen? Because we don't know when He's coming back, but I do know one thing, He is coming back. But I was thinking about uh, just dealing with people this week especially. It's got so many troubles in their life. I mean, uh, you, you can't believe people that has called this week and just telling me their troubles, which I thank God to do, because I want to help them out of the Bible every way I can. But I can't believe that this people just got so much troubles in their life today. And uh, I, 
the way that you get over that is get your eyes off of the world. Get your eyes off of yourself. Get your eyes off of everything else. Keep looking up to the Lord. And so first of all, I want to talk to you about this thing of looking up. Number one, look up from your troubles. There's some Bible reason we're to look up from our troubles. Number one, because God is our present help in time of trouble. Amen? Psalms 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I called a guy that uh, me and my wife got a little bit of money, and we got a man, our finance guy, looking over, and I said, how's it doing? He said, right now it's going downhill. <laughs> That's real encouraging, you know? You save all your life and put it in a place of finance. You expect to make money off it. He said, right now it ain't doing it. But don't worry, he said, it'll come back up. Well, I got news for him. My dollar and a half I worry over. Amen? I'd like to make it last a little while. But uh, when you when you think of uh, the finances of the world, me and Chuck were talking about this a while ago, making $25, $30 an hour. Now people are making. And you know what I told him? I said, you know what my first job was? 75 cents an hour. Can you imagine that? But you could buy a loaf of bread for a nickel. That's the difference. Amen? You go try to buy a loaf of bread now and scare you to death. I went and got a $85 I got in three little bags a grocery store. Used to get a whole car, you know. Now it's three little bags and you come to the house with it. And what I'm saying is when it comes to trouble, we've got plenty of them. Verse 7 says, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge season. Now it's Psalm 46. Now look up from your troubles. God is with us right on. And secondly, because Jesus said, do not be troubled. In John 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's a command. In other words, uh, Jesus said, do not be troubled. Thirdly, because we've been promised deliverance from trouble. Psalms 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. I'm a personal testimony going through things all these years and I've been in, in, in some things in my life that I thought would literally kill me of decisions that people made around me that affected my life and I thought I couldn't make it. I made it. Amen. Here I am. And I'm happy today. And so I look back on it and I say, isn't that something? Psalms 34 verse 7 is true. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. Why should you and I let trouble bother us then and bow our head with worry when we have an angel of God that looks over us? Now, look up from your trouble, number one. Number two, look up from your failures. We all have failures. We're to look up from our financial failures because God has promised Philippians 4.19. But my God shall fly all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I don't believe any Christian here uh, is starving to death yet, and we never will. I believe that God will put... I like what old preacher I was listening to one day. He said, you know what I honestly believe? He said, I believe God would put the angels in heaven on half ration before He let one of His children go home. 
Man, I like that. Amen? And we're to look up from our uh, employment failures. Psalms 37, verse 25, 26. I've been young, and now I'm old. <clears throat> Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed <coughs> begging bread. He is ever merciful and lended, and his seed is blessed. God will lend you what you need even between jobs. We're to look up from our spiritual failures. Because if Paul has spiritual failures, we will too. And listen to what Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 13 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we're to look up from our faith. We're to look up from our loneliness because Jesus is always with us. I know that uh, one lady we know, her husband's been dead now for a while, and she talked to me just the other day, and she said, Preacher, it gets lonely every once in a while now. Listen to this. Matthew 28, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Now, you know what that says? You're never alone. You're never alone. Then because the Lord is closer than a brother to us. Proverbs 18, verse 24. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And we're to look up uh, from our persecutions. Persecution will come. Second Timothy 3, verse 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. When I bought our place, when we bought our place, old, our late place, there was a man right next door to me. That guy would drive anybody crazy. I mean, he was just mean. And uh, you, you you say hey to him, you walk over to his fence and say, how you doing? And boom, and walk in the house. Turn the back on you and not say a word to you. I tried every way in the world to get along with that guy. And he had a place he was keeping shiners in there uh, to fish with and sell them. And he, he used formaldehyde to prolong their life. And that stuff stinks so bad when he cleaned out those things. And he'd take his shovel and throw them over the fence in my property. And I went over to him. I said, don't do that. I don't do that no more. And uh, so uh, next time he cleaned them out, he threw them back over the fence. I went down there with me a shovel, threw them right back over the fence. I said, they belong to you. And he quit doing it. And what I'm saying is, <laughs> we're all going to have persecutions. There's some. We used to have a neighbor. Well, first place we owned together, me and my wife bought the first place and built. And we had a neighbor lady, a woman, and she was down the street from me. She hollered out to me every once in a while out the front door. There's not much goes on in this neighborhood I don't know all about. I said, yes, ma'am, I understand. And we had built in our house, putting a roof on it, and we was working at night because I worked all day and putting a roof on the house. She called a law to me, had me stop. I can't work after uh, 8 o'clock. I think it was. Law come out there and told him, get out. Your neighbor called the law on you. And then we went to sell our house. 
we had a stump out in front of our house, and Termite was eating a stump about for me in the back of the room back there. And she saw the people looking in her house. She hauled up, don't buy that house. They got termites up there. <laughs> and that's the way she did. She cost us a million dollars by telling the men, don't sell them that property. They won't pay you. And uh, it just always, per- it just seemed like she just picking at us all the time, trying to do something. All of us have got those. Amen. In one place or another, we got them. But I love 2 Timothy 3.12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But listen to this. We're blessed when we're persecuted. Matthew 5, verse 13, 14. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a high hill cannot be hid. Romans 5, verse 3 and 4. Not only so, but we go in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation work patience, patience experience, and experience hope. So persecutions are good for a Christian. He called you to hope in Christ Jesus and not in self. We're to look up from our sickness because there is a purpose for sickness. Romans 8.28 is still there. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. There are lessons through sickness. Psalms 119, verse 67 and verse 71. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but the Bible makes it plain. Sometimes sickness is good for us to get us back to God's Word. Then we are to look up from our sorrows. Now, our sorrow shall be turned into joy. John 16, verse 20. Verily will I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Amen. We shall be delivered from all our sorrows. Psalms 32, verse 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusted in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Revelation 21, verses 3 through 8 tells us that's why we are to always be looking up. Jesus is coming. Amen. Now, I love this portion of Scripture where it talks about the signs and the sun and the moon and everything. And I know that the end times, those things are going to happen. But I look up all the time. I look for Jesus to come back all the time. I live, uh, I told a person the other day, I said, you know how to be happy? The way you be happy is enjoy now. Whatever God has put in your life now. Find some way to, in whatever you're going through, find something in it that you can be have a, a moment of joy in it. Because before you long, it's over with. It's over with, amen? And I want to just enjoy life as God gives it to me. And He has. He's given me a good life, a good family, a good church. He's been so good to me. And I just keep looking up and say, Thank you, Lord. Amen? And that's what the Bible tells us to do. And if you learn to do that, you I just believe it will make you 
whole body feel better. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we don't get discouraged when everything's not going our way anymore because we learn to trust you and know that you're at work and your will will be done. You cannot get around it. God's will will be done. And it's better in the end. So we ask you to bless us as your people tonight as we learn to rejoice in whatsoever state that we're in, like Paul said. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Yeah. You know, I turn this on.